0: You made it. We're so glad that you're in the house this morning. Welcome to Maranatha. If this is your home, welcome. If you're visiting with us, welcome. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. All right, guys. All the guys. Let's see your hands. If you're a male, let's see a hand. If you're married, let's see a hand. Okay, keep it up. Keep it up. Okay, guys, I'm giving you a free date night. Don't let the wives know, okay? Don't let them know. Valentine's dinner. Come on. Get your notebook out. Write it down, guys. Uh, February the 18th, from 4 to 7. Right here. Last year, if you were here, we had an awesome time. Awesome time. Guys, it's a free date night. 50 bucks. That's all it costs you. Poor couple. Okay? You got child care much of you like date nights, date nights, you get away, you try to get away with your wife, okay, I remember we used to leave our kids at home and go make groceries, and that was our date night, sitting in the parking lot at Culver's, so you become creative, right, you become creative, but uh, on February the 18th, from 4 to 7, uh, our speakers, David, David and Holly Parks, David is a, pas- a pastor from Appleton Gospel Church. And Holly is a granddaughter of Galen and uh, Darlene Olsen. so another a set of a generation coming back to Maranatha to, to bless us. So we're grateful. All right, all church skates on Sunday, Feb- February twenty-fifth, from five p.m. at the skate at Skate City. Who loves skating? Okay, somehow these are made to stay on the ground. So you can come hang out with me. I'll be sitting in a spot, probably reading a book or fellowshipping. These are made for walking and running. When we move, we need breaks, anything that drive. So, so that's, how, that's how I roll. <laughs> but you, you're welcome. Uh, there's nothing like getting the church together and having pizza and, and fellowshipping. So if you just want to be there, it's all fun. Small group sign-up, still available at the welcome desk in the lobby. So you can contact Pastor Aaron. You can, there's sign-up back there. How much of you in our small group? Okay, the rest of you, sign up. We're trying to connect, right? We're trying to connect. We are the body of Christ. We're trying to connect. We can't do this alone. Uh, This Sunday, our high school, uh, Sunday school class is starting a Holy Sexuality uh, class Amazing, amazing teaching that we're getting into by Christopher Yuan. If you haven't signed up, please, you're welcome to. It's for high school and their parents or even grandparents because some of our, our parents are, are busy teaching or something like that. You want to grab your grand, grandkid and say, you know what? We're going to do this class together. So in a, in, a, in a time where students need us more than ever, they're challenged. They need us more than ever. So Pastor Cody is going to come up.
1: Good morning, everyone. Many Sundays we like to celebrate a variety of things that are happening within the church. Today is a special day that we join many churches around the nation. Today is Sanctity of Life Sunday. When I was uh, just out of high school back in the late 80s, it, it was interesting that um, mainly in Wisconsin here, and partially because of Wisconsin has a lot of Catholic churches, it was the Catholics that seemed to be leading the pro life movement at the time. And I remember uh, joining a group of Catholic kids from Green Bay. I lived in Appleton. We met in Appleton. There were leaders. Don't worry, it wasn't just us, rogue kids, just doing whatever we decided to do something to vocalize the importance of life. And I was the only Protestant out of all these Catholics. And uh, we marched from Appleton. took us five days. We didn't march march, but we walked and drank a lot. I had Mountain Dew back in the day. That was my drink. Now it's moved to coffee. And uh, we marched to Madison, Wisconsin. And I remember in Oshkosh the newspaper was there and they're talking to some of my new friends and my friends were giving them paragraphs and paragraphs and I was like you know what if they ask me anything I'm going to be very short right to the point because they probably don't want to print paragraphs so you probably can't oh you guys I guess you can read that Cody Cargus was adopted and ever since I was able to understand my mom always told me you're adopted And in my family, I was the tall, lanky guy. Everyone else was about five feet tall. So see my mom? I put my arm like this, and that's her head. So I knew I was adopted. Then I got this. So here's the... They don't have... Oh, March... Look at... There it is. March 89. I was like, it's got to be 89. Okay, yeah. So Cody Cargis was adopted. He was born in 1969. If abortion was illegal then, I could have been aborted. I'm proud. My mother me up for adoption and this is way before i knew my story and that statement is totally true because if i found out my story i could have been gone today is a special sunday that we want to pray we want to thank the lord for our lives amen some of you might be young some of you might be old some of you might be celebrating today your 63rd wedding anniversary won't point that way but that's exciting for the parks life is precious and there's a way that you can get involved so Patty if you can come up and share a little bit about the pregnancy help center
2: and it's a privilege to do that. And there are others in this church who do that, too. And then there's others who serve on the um, board of directors, and I'm thankful for them. Others have done that in the past. This church has been involved in our local pregnancy help center since it was started. I don't even know what year that was. But you can all participate in helping the pregnancy center, helping us serve mothers, babies, we, we have um, education and medical services, uh, light medical services, not um, diagnostic things. From the moment a woman finds out she's pregnant, we do pregnancy tests, we do um, um, ultrasounds. We support those women up until their children are maybe two years old or even a little bit beyond, and it's all free to them. It costs money, and the government doesn't pay for ours so we're relying on donations and this is how every one of you can help just put your loose change in here a lot of you are on a cashless basis I know check have your kids check the the sofa cushions or something we take checks we take dollar bills 20 dollar bills 50 dollar bills whatever you can put in here we'll take it and then I get to be one of the volunteers who gets to empty them (laughs) and truck them over to the bank and deposit them, and it helps a lot. It's a wonderful fundraiser, and I'd appreciate your help on that. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Let's take a moment and pray for this day. Pray for the hearts of people to change, for government issues that we deal with, Again, with the Pregnancy Help Center, they're not just caring for the female, they're caring for the whole family, the the men that are involved, the children that are involved, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we have happening here in Barron County. So join me in prayer. Father, we come before you, and we know that you are the author of life. And we thank you for our lives. We thank you that our mothers were pro-life. And Lord, we thank you for so many changes that have happened the last couple of years within the United States, within every state. It's different now and there's, there's so many things that are complicated at times and there's so many stories. So we continue to ask that you work through legislation. We continue to ask that you change the hearts of those who Pen out rules and regulations and determine things. Help us be wise as we connect with our government officials. How to encourage them. I thank you for for Romaine Quinn and Dave Armstrong who are very, very pro-life in our county here. They live in our city. I encourage them often. Thank you for their stand. And Lord, I pray for today that you would help change the hearts. There are so many at times unwanted pregnancies. So many times where there's a pregnancy that occurs that is a surprise. They're never a surprise to you. Work in the hearts of those people. Work in the hearts of those families. And I pray for different organizations across this country and primarily the Pregnancy Help Center. I thank you for the board that they have. I thank you for the volunteers. We have many in this room that are volunteers that help in a variety of ways. I thank you for the medical staff that's a part of the Pregnancy Help Center. We pray that this baby bottle campaign would bring in more than they anticipate. Help us be supporting in that way. Help us look at our hearts and pray more often. Because you are God that moves. So we thank you for life. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, good morning, everyone. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad to get into the book of Acts. So just so you know, this is a three-part series. I probably should look online and find out when the first sermon of the Gospel of Mark was. That was a couple years ago. I've got a pastor friend who maps out three weeks in advance what he's doing. I'm like, man, I, I do three years. I don't know if that's good or bad. But So what we've done is this is a three-part series. If you recall, we looked in the Gospel of Mark, following Christ as a disciple. There's many ways to look at the Gospel of Mark. There's many different topics or themes you could look at, we primarily looked at the school of discipleship. Who really are his followers? And Mark makes it clear what a disciple is through calling, through trials, through missions, sending them out two by two. And in that, we learn that we need to experience him as crucified Messiah. If you recall in the Gospel of Mark, we spent much time looking at Messiahship, and discipleship we need to personally experience him as crucified messiah as risen savior and follow him as this loving lord who walks with us what does it mean to be a disciple then we took time looking through the book of philippians philippians living for christ as a servant What does genuine Christianity look like? And how to be a Christian amidst all the trials we have within our own lives. There's a lot of trials that they dealt with. And then also what Paul dealt with. And then how to have joy in the midst of those trials. And how to deal with all the pressures around us in society. The different demands of life. Part one, part two. Now we're in the book of Acts. Showing Christ as a witness. and we're, I'm very, very excited about this. Showing Christ as a witness. On your way, and you probably saw a couple of these. There's thicker ones. There are black and green and these thinner ones. I encourage you to, as we go through this series, take notes. The thinner ones are, if you just want to write the notes that I got up there on the screen, a couple notes, this will be sufficient for our study. If you want to write more notes, the thicker books are there. So I encourage you, grab those Some of you, as Judy Gonski said, already got my notebook. So she's already filling in her notebook. So I encourage you, on your way up, grab a book. Because we're going to study a lot. This is going to be a unique study that we do. This won't be my typical study of how we go through a book. And I'll lay some of that out as we go here. So I encourage you to do that. And what we're going to do is this. This is going to be tough. Here's a Bible. How many of you have a Bible? You got it on your phone or whatever you have and I know you're gonna all raise your hand how many want to be changed by this book raise your hand okay yeah oh be careful I'm putting my hands in my pocket because I know this ain't true we got a runner how many of you in this room are perfect didn't think so okay Because I'm not perfect yet, oh, the perfect will come. Go ahead, read a couple passages like uh, 1 Corinthians 13. We don't have the perfect yet. Because of that, I still stumble. I fail. And I need this to shape me and change me, right? Yeah? How many of you want to be changed by this book? Raise your hand. Okay, here's the deal. This is living, active, powerful. This is going to change us. It's one thing to go, okay, Gospel of Mark, here's what it means to be a disciple. Change my heart, O Lord, okay, I'll be more like you, a servant. Philippians, okay, here's how I can live through the demands of life. Okay, here's how I can navigate the pressures. Uh Uh-oh. Now, what does it mean to be a witness? Witness. This is going to change me for the good. And it's going to change you and it's going to change our church. Because this is powerful. Amen? Amen. So, let's pray. Father, I'm excited and I'm a bit nervous. Because I know What is about to come is beautiful, wonderful, glorious. But also it will be challenging. It will be challenging theologically to us. Because we're going to deal with a lot of issues in the book of Acts that sometimes we don't want to talk about. We don't want to deal with. And it's going to be challenging because I need to change. I need to be more like you. So Father, I ask you, By your Spirit, may we gaze on the beauty of Christ again. And with that, change us. Let me be a witness for you. And this I pray in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Alright, so today we're going to do an introduction to the book of Acts. So take your Bibles and go to the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Matthew made a mark in the sand. He looked up and saw John carrying Acts on his shoulder. It's one way to figure out where you're at in the Bible. First, let's talk about the title of the book of Acts. The fifth book in the New Testament has a title. In fact, some of your older Bibles, this is the older Bible that we have up here, it says Acts of the Apostles. How many have that in your Bibles? Anybody? A few of you do. Mine just says Acts. The Gospel according to Luke. Now we have the Gospel according to John, Matthew, Mark. But now we have Acts of the Apostles. Or actions of the apostles. It could say actions, not acts like Matthew, saw Mark carrying act, you know, had John carrying an axe on his shoulder. No, no, it's not an axe, it's actions. Actions of the apostles. This title appeared the first time in ancient manuscripts at the end of the book. In fact, at the second century, this came as the title at the end of the book, the actions, the acts of the apostles. Yet, as we will see in this next year and a half, oh, it's much more than that. Acts is a front row seat to the powerful actions of God. Let me say that again. Acts is a front row seat. That's for all of you back seaters, that are just kidding. I'm okay. But if you want to sit at the front row seat and see the power, the majesty, the beauty, And the action of God, let's get ready. Thus, we could title the book, The Acts, or the Actions of God, right? Because when we read through this book, we're going to realize this really isn't about Peter and Paul. They're kind of the prominent figures as you study through this. This really isn't about them. This is really about the actions of God, right? So we could title the book that. Or we could title it the Acts of Jesus. The deeds and works of Jesus are essential to, as we're going to find out, this is a two-volume part here. Luke wrote first his gospel, then he wrote the book of Acts. Luke wrote down in his gospel the deeds and words of Jesus as he was walking. Now Acts is a continuation of that. The continuation of the works and words of Jesus through his Spirit. And the church draws its meaning from Jesus. This is all about Jesus, amen? So we could really title this, The Acts of Jesus. Or, it's interesting, in the 18th century, forget who it was, wrote a commentary called The Acts of the Holy Spirit on the book of Acts. Although the key leaders of the church do much work, the Acts of the Apostles, the central figure working powerfully, oh, is the Holy Spirit. The beauty and the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the key figure in this moving behind the scenes, as Jesus is the one who's amplified and talked about we will also see that Christians are to be witnesses for Christ, shown through the power of the Spirit. So I've titled this series, Being a Witness, and we need the power of the Spirit. So those, I think, are great titles that we could have this. But there's more. I've gone through the book of Acts many times in my life, and even through this study, I've spent more time preparing for this study than I have as we went through Ephesians or James or whatever, all the studies we've done. We could title this, The Acts of Prayer. Wow. We're going to turn into some pages that go deep in the power of Prayer. We need to be reminded of the power of prayer. We need to be a witness to the power of prayer. All right, here's where we get uncomfortable. Here's one of my struggles. It's a personal struggle and a struggle I have with our church. Here we go. I remember when I first came nine years ago. We were like, let's do Let's do uh, church prayer times. Let's, let's meet together on Sunday nights. Let's have, um, you know, congregational prayer, or prayer gatherings. I remember the first time we did it. Out of like 500 people connected with our church, we had 10 people show up. I was like, oh, okay. We kept doing it every month and soon it became nine, eight, seven. And I was like, what is going on? Remember I was struggling and I told someone that? And they were like, hey, be glad it used to be three people. I'm like, okay, great. Alright. Do we really believe in prayer? I know you probably do your private prayers. But what about corporate prayer? Just because you have corporate prayer and a lot of people showing up, Does it mean that's more powerful? Because you got a lot of Sadducees and Pharisees that did that. Other religions get together and they have big prayers and look at how great we are. No, it's the heart of the matter, which we'll see. But do we believe in the power of prayer? I want to be challenged. How many want to be challenged by that, right? So the acts of prayer, here's where it's going to get tough. Here's where we're going to stretch ourselves. Here's where we want to say, God, use me in any way. Acts of prayer. Let's be challenged by that, okay? Or here's another one. As I went through the book of Acts again and again, I was like, what's really going on? I was like, man, there's so much about worship here. Instead of pseudo-gods and false gods and living for yourself and 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 living and being self- you know, this is really about worship, the acts of worship. And then truly we see the acts of the church. A witness of Christ through the power of the church. That's what the book of Acts is about. The beauty of the church. And I could have done more and more, but my last one is the acts of missions. I'm excited as we go through this, we're going to see the different missionary trips they take. The understanding of living it out. Because it's one thing to go through the book of Mark and go, here's what it means to be a disciple. Then Philippians and go, here's how I should live in this world. Now we must live it out as a witness. So those are the different titles we could have. How many are getting a little excited about this? Am I the only one? I'm I'm like, this is going to be great. But it's going to be challenging. So here is my prayer for me and hopefully for our church. Here is our prayer. Lord, make me a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus. Very simple. How many are willing to at least say that? if you are hopefully you get goosebumps like i just got this is going to be wonderful but begins with us humbly as a disciple going to the lord and saying lord make me a powerful witness for the beauty of jesus things are going to happen i've been praying I'm anticipating some wonderful things happening. And I can't wait. Let me give you two examples. And I'm going to be very honest with you. And i got to figure out how to do this. I've even talked to our district, our superintendent. And said, how do I do this? My problem is I'm a weirdo. I'm, I'm a Bible, I didn't say Bible sniffer, but I'm very extreme when I was in high school, in the newspaper, woo, crazy about Jesus. My problem is, my extremeness in how God uses me is not the way God will use you. So many of my stories sometimes I feel maybe don't relate because that's not how God's using you. So through the book of Acts, I want you to say, God, help me Be a witness. Not like Pastor Cody. So I'm going to find different ways to help encourage you. Give you models and examples of that. We'll see that here in a moment. So for instance, let me give you an example this week. Someone in St. Croix passed away and it was was at a homeless shelter and it, it got complicated so I was Found out about this. I'm like, hey, can I go there? And they're like, yeah, you know, we had a chaplain there that night. And would you be willing to come today? I, I, I talked with Duane from Salvation Army. I said, yeah, I'd love to go down there with you. Are you, are you going right now? Y'all yeah, go there for a couple hours and come back. Awesome, let's go. And I, in fact, I think it was that night or the night before I saw Pastor Tony. I said, Tony, I wish I would have brought you with me. It was great. People were like literally lining up to say, I want to talk to you. I'm like, this is great. Got to pray with people, talk with people. And it was a beautiful example of being witnessed, but I know that many of you don't get those opportunities. Or let me give you an example here that maybe you might have an opportunity. I've been praying for five years for someone. All right, Lord. Help me. I've been building this great relationship with this person and and just trying to find different ways to care for them through the the turmoils of life and and through the joys of life and became a friend and this is great. and, And I'm just waiting. When can I really get a chance to share the beauty of Jesus? And this week I got to do it. Five years waiting. I was like, yes! That's a long five years for me. I'm excited to help you be a witness Lord make me a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus so let's pause and pray that right now okay join me Lord what we are about to do is not just a natural thing what we are about to do is supernatural because you are divine and Lord we need you to move in our hearts. So God, we lay our hearts before your cross and say, Lord, please make me, make my family, make my church a beautiful witness, a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus. Do whatever you want In your precious name, amen. Amen? All right, that's the title. Man, this is going to take a long time. Good thing there's no game to watch anymore. Anyway, title of our study, Showing Christ as a Witness. All right, here's some tough things to listen to here. We are not to just coast through life. Christianity is not just going saying a prayer, checking a box, I'm a Christian now, and then you go on through life. We are not to coast through life. I love when we have kids here. We are here to do a job, to be a witness, to be an example of the beauty of Christ, to the saving, loving, merciful hand of God. That's your job. So here it is. If you call Maranatha your home, you're going to get busy, right? We're going to get busy. In the book of Acts, evangelism doesn't happen in the church. It happened in the marketplace, in the areas where people were at, at the synagogues, So the title of each Sunday's sermon will be A Witness of... I'm going to fill it in. It's going to be a witness of prayer, a witness of worship, a witness of the church, a witness of missions, a witness of God, a witness of Jesus or the Holy Spirit. That's going to be one of the titles every Sunday. We want to show Christ as a witness. We need to finally do something. Here's what I learned when I was in college. I remember when Rwanda happened and a couple, three of us, we were praying about it. Like, Africa's so far away. Let's just be praying and praying and praying and praying and we, we had like three weeks of just non-stop praying. And then I, look at my hands here. Then I realized I was praying. I realized I need to open up my hands and do something about it. See, we can just pray all we want, which is very important. We'll see the power of prayer. But at times, we need to open up our hands and do something about it and move our feet. So I can't wait to see every Sunday what that will look like. So here is our prayer as we look at the title. Lord, make me a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus. Amen. Title Title of the book, title of our series, now the focus of our study. I know this is a long intro. Focus of our study. How are we going to do this? Four different parts I want to talk about here quickly. What we're going to do is we're going to take a passage at hand. We're going to take a section, and the book of Acts has 28 chapters. It's a long long book. And if it was up, you know, if my style of preaching, this would take us 20 years. We're not going to do that i've got it mapped out a year and a half so i'm going to try to do my best to stick to that we'll take a large section but then we'll take a large chunk of verses maybe a few paragraphs and we'll cover one part of the story so if we have chapter eight and there's a section you love and we don't cover that i am i'm sorry but we're, we're we're limited so we're just going to cover one part we're not going to Read every part and get into every word in detail. We're just going to cover one section, one, maybe just a couple verses or one story within that. So we'll take a big chunk and cover one part. Topic or theme. Again, Acts is a historical narrative with theology as a main push. And we'll see this here in a moment. The things you have been taught, Luke says. So we're going to learn some things as we go. We're going to learn the theology of the Holy Spirit. Theology of sin. We're going to understand the concepts of evangelism and missions. God is in control of history. With Jesus as the center of the focus. And the changeless gospel message is there but how we proclaim it at different times in different cultures is going to change. How we proclaim it changes. The gospel never changes, okay? And we'll see that as an example as uh, they evangelize to Jews, as they evangelize to Gentiles who understand uh, Jewish culture. Then as they evangelize to people from a different country who have no concept. Number three people to know, and missionary stories. One of the problems with the book of Acts, as we read through this, you might be going, whoa, that's way out there. That's far and above what I can comprehend, and I just don't see God doing that in my life. What I want to do is I want to bring that down to your level as we go through the book of Acts, because we're going to realize it's not you doing it, it's who? It's him. And I want to give you examples. There are many godly men and women who have gone before us. At times when we read through the Bible, we can feel like we don't match up. Or that's happening beyond our life and situation. We can't see that we could do it. That's only the Bible. That's only the book of Acts. We forget or we don't know the many great Christians in our heritage so every other Sunday, maybe every Sunday, I'm going to have someone come up and share for five or ten minutes, in a variety of different ways, the history of Justin Martyr, Blaise Pascal, Corey ten Boone, Charles Spurgeon, Moody, Billy and Ruth Graham, Bonhoeffer, John Eliot C.S. Lewis, writers, theologians, martyrs, missionaries. So every Sunday, almost every other Sunday, we will hear a story. Or as this past week I was watching Return of the Jedi with my kids. A powerful line and says, I don't know the, the group of people, but the general or the person was there like, we found out where the enemies live. Many have died to bring us this information. And I was like, Oh. We have many in our church history. Many martyrs and missionaries out there doing it. So I'm excited to get here. So that's the third part of what we'll do on Sundays. We're going to learn about people. And then the fourth thing we'll do. The message of the beauty of Jesus grows and the world needs to know. We're going to see this. We'll see this in a couple of weeks. It started in Jerusalem. Then it went out a little bit further and further to the ends of the earth for them. First, God disclosed His salvation to a particular people, Israel. And even in the Old Testament, God began to disclose His greatness to them and through them. Reaching many nations. Then in the New Testament, we see the beauty of Christ come. Then the early church and the apostles began to be a witness to the nations and the ends of the earth, reaching foreign countries and missionary trips as they find different cultural barriers in different languages. So guess what we're going to do for two months coming up? I don't even know when it is. I'm trying to figure that out. We're going to have a passage that we're at read, not in American English. I say that because... The English over there, I can't even understand the Brits. i got to put subtitles when they just go, okay. My wife is rolling her eyes when I say that. We get to hear from people in our church from their native tongue. Otieno, what language will you be reading from? Swahili. We won't understand it, but the gospel got to that area in Africa. Isn't that great? It is. We're have more kids in here. Pastor Aaron, let's just do it. Okay. We get to hear it in Swahili. French, German, Spanish, Filipino. And I might even get Pastor Tony to do it in Minnesotan. The Lord and the disciples went in the boat. Okay. The book of Acts is about missions. The beauty of Jesus. And I don't want us to just go, oh, yeah, that happened. I want to hear it. I can't wait. When Barbara says it in French, I'm going to be like, man, that's beautiful. That it went to that country. And then we'll have Pastor Tony end with his Minnesota style. It got to us. Amen? So I'm excited about this. But again, here's our prayer. So let's pray this right now. Join me in another time of prayer, Lord. We are about to study your beautiful story and account of the church of missions. We're going to learn about the first martyr. We're going to hear the the, the power of worship in in a jail. We're going to heal. Hear about healing. But ultimately, we're going to see you. And may that spur us on as we hear stories of Luther, Calvin, Edwards, different martyrs. Lord, I pray that would encourage me and spur me on to be a powerful witness. Of the beauty of you i want others to know about you this i pray in jesus name amen amen whoo that's a lot of stuff right so that's all the intro to where we get to so i encourage you again get the notebooks let's start writing notes and if you don't have one of these already just grab on the way out all of our notes stacy We'll put these online for us so all of the examples I gave and stuff will be online so you can go and fill and stuff. All right, now let's get into the book of Acts, the first part. So take your Bibles and go to chapter 1, 1 through 3. Acts chapter 1. Verse 1 says this. We're going to do 1 through 3. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his sufferings, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God so let's talk about who the author is Luke wrote a two-volume work kind of like this one of the heroes of my faith is Martin Lloyd-Jones has anybody ever heard of him maybe not okay this guy was amazing part one and part two Here's his early life. There's a photo of him young and that's kind of how I picture him because a lot of the sermons I've read or whatever books, that's kind of his oldest. So part one, part two, but really it's kind of one set. Does that make sense? That's what Luke has done. Luke has written the Gospel of Luke. Now this is part two. In fact, listen to this out of Luke. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things This is Luke chapter 1, of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those from who were first witnesses, eyewitnesses, and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write up an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. So Luke does this in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke and in Acts. Just so you know, this is for you, Theophilus. This is about what I've studied and I've I've taken time. The second volume is Acts. Even though the author does not put his name down, we can see from the first few words, it's Luke. In my former book, Theophilus, and he says it here, so we know this is Luke. I wrote, and now we see what Jesus continued in, and through the church. And from Luke, we have almost a quarter of the New Testament. When you put Acts and Luke together, it's about a quarter of the New Testament. Theophilus. Who's this? The name means, in Greek, Lover of God. Theo is God and Philo is love. So lover of God, or love by God. And he probably held some position in the Roman government. That's why in Luke chapter 1 he says, most excellent. And when you look at the book of Acts and other writings, you realize whatever that means, that means they're an official of some sort within the government. And it's very likely that Theophilus, I'll just call him Theo, was a seeker or a new convert to Christianity. Wanting to know more about Jesus. So Luke, that's what Luke says. I've studied this so you can learn more about Jesus. To know who he was. So that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. So somehow, Theo is either a new convert or just about to be one. He's a seeker, he's been studying, he All that he's been taught about Jesus, now we can know for certain. A little bit about Luke, and we'll cover more about Luke in the months to come, but Luke and his occupation. Colossians chapter 4, verse 14 says this. Only Luke is... Oh, sorry. um, Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, sends greetings. So Luke was a doctor. And we can see this by the way he writes. He's very articulate. Not that every doctor is articulate, not that a farmer can't be articulate, but there's a very high level of Greek. When I took Greek, Luke was not a book we translated right away. No way. Uh Uh-uh. We stuck with Colossians. Very simple. Then we did John. Very simple. Luke's writings, woo! High level of Greek. A great historian and theologian. Luke was also a companion with Paul as he traveled. We'll see this in the latter part of the book of Acts. Or 2 Timothy 4.11 says, Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. So Luke traveled with Paul. In the book of Acts, Luke says, We, five times. And I think that starts like around chapter 16 and following. It says, We, so the author, Luke, was with Paul at the end there. He was one of the companions, eyewitnesses of the factual events of Acts. And we'll see this in Paul's uh, second and third missionary journeys. So what is this about? Jesus is the center of both writings, Luke and Acts. Jesus was the main focus and the center of the first volume, the Gospel of Luke. He wrote it. Now Jesus, again, is the central focus of the second volume. It's not just part one, Jesus, and then part two, the apostles, or the acts of the church. No, it's all about Jesus. We are now entering into and continuing to see the acts of Jesus, the works of Jesus by his spirit, through the apostles, through the church, but it's still Jesus as a witness to the kingdom of God. So let's get back to our passage. In the prologue, there is a reminder of two things. Number one, a great reminder of what Jesus had done. The origins of Christianity are based upon fact. And we'll deal with apologetics as we go through the book of Acts here. Based upon the coming of Jesus the Messiah and his works as a Savior. And the apostles were many Actual eyewitnesses of these events during the cross event. In fact, Luke spends two chapters just alone in his Gospel, just on the cross. Actual, factual events. And they saw Jesus after His resurrection. He totally did die, but He totally rose again. And there are many convincing proofs of that. His ascension... As exalted Lord is the foundation on which acts rest. Because if Jesus wasn't who he is, then what he's going to talk about would be nothing. But Jesus totally is alive. And his ascension, which we'll talk about in a couple weeks here, that is an actual thing. And that's the foundation. And we will cover these foundations, foundational truths in months to come. It's a great reminder of what Jesus taught. He spoke about The kingdom of god so here's the second thing in the last part this is all about jesus and he spoke about the kingdom of god so what's the kingdom of god what does it look like what's the definition of it so here's what i've got i know it's a bit lengthy uh i gave this definition years ago when we were working on one of our studies so here is a definition my definition of the kingdom of God. The gospel, which is the good news, the gospel proclaims a status of spiritual life on the people of God. Salvation. That's what we start with, right? And it also, so we don't just stop at salvation. We don't just stop and go, check the box, I'm a Christian now. And it also generates a condition of change to all areas of our heart. Submission, sanctification, and transformation. I want to be more like Christ. And, the third part, it recognizes the reality of God's sovereign rule of His present and coming kingdom, the kingdom of God. So this thing that Christ taught was about salvation, then sanctification, transformation, becoming more like Him, but also the reality of God's sovereign rule. And the Gospel message of the Kingdom of God is this. It is the good news of God's sovereign reign and powerful involvement in world history, which He is remaking and renewing the world through Christ so that His children, empowered by the Holy Spirit, live in the blessings of his promise to fulfill his imperishable kingdom established at Christ's return as we are witnesses of it. And we'll see this in the book of Acts as it's authenticated by the apostles with fulfillment, with signs and wonders. And the works and words of Jesus did not end after he ascended. They now are lived out and continued by His Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is the whole good news of Christianity. Luke said this as Jesus spoke these words in Luke 14, verse 16. Jesus says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and set the oppressed free. And Jesus met both the physical and the spiritual needs of the people. And the good news of the gospel message is to be addressed to all humanity. And we get to be a part of that. And we're going to see this in the book of Acts. It's all about Jesus. His words living out now through us and this great message. So let's end with this prayer that we've prayed a few times. After I pray, the worship team's going to come up and we'll close. But please, join me in this prayer. Lord, it's like graduation day. Imagine if we studied for something, a certain skill set, not just the general graduation from elementary school, but we've studied, we've been working hard, we've got a skill set, we've been approved, we've got the stamp of approval, we've got a license to do it, We've been approved by the state or whatever agency. Now we got the paperwork to do it. And we are at the edge of living it out. We get to be not just sitting at the front row of seeing God's actions, but He calls us to step into this work. So Lord... I humbly pray make me a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you make my family a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus. And Lord, I ask that you stir within our church. Help us get off our pews, because evangelism doesn't happen within the church in the book of Acts. It's in the marketplace. It's where they worked. They went out. So Lord, I pray that you would make our church a powerful witness of the beauty of Jesus. Amen. Amen? Just so you know before we begin, I hope